Hello and welcome to the 49ers First and 10 podcast, 10 minutes of the most up-to-date 49ers news first thing in the morning. I'm your host, Brianna McDonald, and I'm joined with 49ers team reporter Lindsay Pilares and a special guest from the Seattle Seahawks, senior reporter John Boyle. John, thank you so much for sitting down with Lindsay and I this morning to preview Saturday's matchup. Of course, happy to do it. Thanks for having me. All right, so head coach Kyle Shanahan announced the 49ers game status report yesterday on Thursday. Lindsay, can you bring us up to speed on who's in and who's out for San Francisco on Saturday? Yeah, um, so... Francisco is entering the wild card round with almost a clean bill of health, which obviously is good news considering all the injuries that this team has been through uh, throughout the season. So it's actually only going to be Jimmy Garoppolo and Ambry Thomas that were ruled out. Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously, with the foot injury, and Ambry Thomas re aggravated his ankle. Um, but good to know that we will have linebacker Dre Greenlaw back, Demetrius Flanagan Fowles, and then also offensive lineman Aaron Banks. We're also getting back defensive lineman Kevin Givens, who was battling through an MCL injury. So just in a really good spot on the injury front uh, for San Francisco. Now taking a look at Seattle, John, how has the practice report looked like for the Seahawks? And should the 49ers expect any Hawks to be active for this game that maybe they didn't see in week 15 or vice versa? Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty much everyone available. There's a couple question marks. I had four guys listed as questionable, um, but Pete Carroll sounded pretty confident. At least two of those guys running back DJ Dallas and their um, defensive end Shelby Harris are both likely to go. They practice Friday. Uh, two guys are a little more legitimately questionable. Phil Haynes, who's rotated a guard for them. Uh, he has an ankle sprain. And then Xavier Crawford, who's a reserve cornerback and special teamer, has a hamstring injury. Um, biggest thing on the injury report is who wasn't on the final report, and that's safety Ryan Neal. Uh, he was playing for a few weeks through a knee injury in the 49ers game on Thursday, kind of did him in playing on a short week, and he has not played since that game. He was back at practice. He's really fired up to be back, and he's quietly been a very good player for this defense this year. So getting him back, especially against an offense as talented as the 49ers, is a big deal. All right, we'll follow those question marks leading into Saturday's matchup. But, Lindsay, we've seen it in the Bay Area over the past couple of weeks now. A big storm has hit Northern California, bringing heavy rain and strong winds. And this Saturday, that wet weather is in the forecast. What did head coach Kyle Shanahan have to say about preparing for that? Yeah, you know, Bree, I think the best thing for the 49ers is that, you know, the storm isn't just rolling in this weekend. Uh, the rain is something that Northern California has been going through for the past couple of weeks. Um, so we actually only had one rain-free practice this week and last week. So the 49ers have spent a lot of time dealing with inclement weather in the practices. So that makes for great preparation. Head coach Kyle Shanahan said that Brock Purdy has been looking good. Um, and there's not exactly a contingency plan, but rain uh, plays designed for inclement weather and rain are certainly part of the game plan. So overall, San Francisco feeling like they're prepared to their way tomorrow. Game planning for anything and everything is always key. So, John, this will be the third time this season that the 49ers and Seahawks will face off. It's a division rivalry for the first round of the playoffs, and the 49ers and Seahawks have only battled against each other in the postseason once before in the 2013 NFC Championship game. 
But I want to hear your perspective on what the rivalry is like between these NFC West teams. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Pete Carroll tries so hard to preach a, a mentality of kind of keeping every game the same. So you're not going to hear guys hype up a rivalry here. Obviously, you know, we know those division games can be a little different. They're more physical. DK Metcalf talked about this that this week, how it can get a little physical, a little chippy. Um, but it is also interesting because, you know, the, the heyday of this rivalry, there's really nobody left from that except Bruce Irvin, who, you know, re-signed with the team after a number of years away from the team. So otherwise, you know, the 49ers were down a little bit and the Seahawks were down last year. So there hasn't been, you know, other than I think it was 2020 when both teams were battling, we haven't seen both these teams at a playoff level in a while. So I think it's really fun. You know, obviously for people who remember the, you know, the Jim Harbaugh, Pete Carroll, early 2010s rivalry, that was so much fun. So I'd love to see this heat up and keep both these teams battling for a while. But I think for the most part, players are kind of trying to downplay any rivalry angle and just treat it like a game. This Saturday should be pretty fired up, but Lindsay, as you've gone around the 49ers locker room to talk to the guys about Saturday's contest, I know that they're amped up because it's a playoff game, but is there any extra juice to it because it's Seattle as the team's first matchup of the postseason? You know, Bri, I think it's kind of what John said. There's definitely a recognition of the rivalry, but a lot of the key players are no longer here. Um, that same kind of uh, atmosphere obviously still surrounds uh, the Seattle Seahawks, and certainly the 49ers were happy to have two wins against them, but they're very much treating this as the one-and-done situation that it is. It's kind of a winner-takes-all game, so... Um, they're focused less on the two games that they won in the regular season and more just at, for what's at hand because realistically, whoever wins Saturday's matchup gets to advance and whoever doesn't, uh, that's where their postseason run ends. So they're certainly expecting a tight game, a physical game, um, but I think that's that's the main focus moving forward. Yep, everything is on the line this Saturday. Diving into the keys of the game with that wet weather we talked about earlier, success in the run game is going to play a huge factor in this contest for both teams. John, in San Francisco and Seattle's previous two contests against each other, Seattle only rushed for a combined total of 106 yards. However, rookie running back Kenneth Walker III has fired up a hot hand as of late, rushing over 100 yards in each of his last three games, Tell me about how he's impacted the Seahawks offense. Yeah, I mean, he has been great for this team since taking over that starting role. They, they opened the season with Rashad Penny as their starter. Unfortunately, he got hurt and the rookie stepped right in. Thousand-yard uh, rusher this year, despite a very limited role in his first five games. Um, and it's really been the last two and a half games. They struggled to run the ball against Kansas City in the first half. And coaches talked about there's kind of a – a meeting at halftime of like focus on because he's such a home run threat sometimes that hurts him and he doesn't just take the the easy yardage so they talked about you know hit the hole take what's there and since then he had a big second half to get 100 yards in that game and over 100 yards each of the last two so you're right that's gonna be big for them if you look at the disparity in the running game both sides of the ball that was a huge area the 49ers had the advantage of the Seahawks need to level that up a little bit. Lindsay, the same question applies for the 49ers this week, especially against the Seahawks' 30th-ranked rushing defense. It looks like running back Christian McCaffrey is primed for a big game this Saturday. As a dual-threat back, how does he elevate San Francisco's offense? I mean, there's pretty much nothing Christian McCaffrey cannot do. Um, and, you know, we're hoping he just essentially repeats his performance from the last time these two teams met on Thursday Night Football. 
26 carries for 108 yards and a touchdown in that last game and then through the air, six receptions for 30 yards. So basically, you just want Christian McCaffrey to continue what he's doing. Um, he just received an award for the month of January and December. So definitely just want to want him to keep his production up. He opens up, you know, takes a lot of the attention off of a lot of the other offensive weapons difficult uh, for defenses to be able to contend with so many playmakers on one side of the ball. So uh, certainly an exciting matchup on hand. All right. So before we close out this episode, Lindsay, starting with you, which matchup between the 49ers and Seahawks are you most excited to watch on Saturday? Um, Yeah, I'm most excited to see Brock Purdy versus Seattle's defense. Um, You know, I think something that head coach Kyle Shanahan really zeroed in on is that Seattle's defense has very much tightened up uh, over the last four contests. They're holding opponents to, I think, an average of about a, a little under 11 points a game. They've been great on third down. This game, Brock Purdy is coming in in a better place health-wise. Last time these two teams met, he was dealing with rib and oblique injuries. He's obviously more comfortable with the playbook, now going to be making his sixth start, seventh overall appearance. So just excited to see uh, see the offense and the defense uh, go at it in this one. It's always a physical game when it's a 49ers and Seahawks contest, but John, which matchup are you keeping your eye on this weekend? You know, to me, I think it's just, you know, not so much a one-on-one matchup, but the Seahawks defense and how they handle the big plays. They, you know, they feel like they played pretty good in that last game defensively for the most part, but they also gave up some huge plays. I think it was 188 yards came on just five plays, including both Kittle's touchdowns. So obviously that's easier said than done when you're talking about the playmakers that the 49ers have the scheme that Kyle Shanahan has. So it's a lot easier to talk about than do it, but they got to clean up those big plays because they feel like, you know, as Lindsay said, they are playing better on defense of late. They've held three straight opponents under 300 yards, including the Chiefs. So they just feel like they got to clean up some of the big plays. Great. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for joining me throughout the week and John for being our special guest on today's episode. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. Make sure to tune into 49ers You've Got Mail every week for exclusive one-on-one interviews on all podcast platforms. Kickoff for Saturday's wildcard matchup against the Seattle Seahawks is at 1.30 p.m. Pacific time at Levi's Stadium, and you can catch the game on Fox. For more information on the latest team updates, check out the news on 49ers.com. Don't forget to follow First and 10 on Spotify. That's it for today, and you can hear from us again for a game recap on Monday morning. Thanks for tuning in. 